Can you get me a bottle of water out of the fridge? I forgot to grab one. All right, Chris, thank you. Is this okay? This is good. Yep. Okay. okay. All right. Well, we want to jump into our study tonight and maybe see if we can cover a little bit of ground. Uh, let me just pull this up on the uh, iPad. So I got where we're covering tonight. So um, we uh, we wanted to talk. Thank you, Chris. We wanted to talk a little bit. We we've, we've talked about humanism after the first week because of our study, because uh, I think what Brett had mentioned. Uh, you know, humanism, how does that, where does that fit in, where does that play in? So we, we, we spent some time that second week talking about humanism a little bit, but I, but I want us to, and we, and we read several things that humanists had written, uh, but I want us to look at um, one, uh, one line for or one sentence, I guess, from the Humanist Manifesto 2, um, and it, sa- it basically says this, um, as non-theists, we begin with humans, not God. As non-theists, we begin with humans, not God, nature, not deity. So, so basically, the, the Humanist Manifesto, number two, <laughs> by the way, not the first one, but the, number, the second one, basically says that we're, we're non-theists, so we, we believe in, in man, and we believe in nature, and both times we don't believe in God, basically. Um, and and that, that's their, their viewpoint. Now, humanism has, and, and we could literally, we could spend weeks on end discussing humanism, because that is probably an extremely prevalent worldview today. Man apart from God, separate of God. And uh, so we could spend we could spend literally weeks and weeks discussing humanism. Uh, but but suffice it to say, the problem with humanism is humanism. It's, it's its own problem, because in their very statement, they say it's about man. It's not about God, which is exactly the opposite of how our life is to be lived. Our life is to be lived where it's about God. It's not about me. That's how I'm supposed to live. I'm supposed to live with a with a, a focus on God. And, and and boy, haven't we talked about that a lot in the Ecclesiastes study? Right. I mean, uh, Solomon's issue was he had a what an earthly thinking, an earthly mindset. He may have been the first humanist. I don't know. <laughs> At least the way he thought sometimes. Who knows? But but, you know, the thing is, his mindset was was human, earthly. And uh, and and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about people here that that focus on man. And then isn't it interesting? Focus on man and nature not God, not deity. So their their focus is is man and and nature. So that's interesting because basically they're equivocating the two as basically equal. This is this is our focus. Our focus is this and this. These are there's where we focus. Yeah. Creation. What? They're focused on creation. They're very focused on creation, but they won't accept that it was created. <laughs> they're focused on evolution, <laughs> but they, you know, they won't accept that it was created. But yeah, they're focused on creation. And, 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 and scripture is very clear. I think in many places, scripture is very clear that we are not to worship, number one, man. Not to worship man. We're not to worship creation. We're to worship the creator. And, uh, and and this is where so many times we get we get things we get things backward. Do you remember John when the angel spoke to him 
And, and, and John was what? He was getting ready to bow down before the angel. Right? Do you remember that story? And, and the angel's like, no, <laughs> you don't bow down to me. <laughs> Why? Because he knew his rightful place. His rightful place was not to be worshipped. God was to be worshipped. And, and, so, and so in a humanistic mindset, we don't focus on what needs to be focused on. We focused on, focus on something different. Now, humanistic thinking has really, it's, it's really done three things. And I could have put what three things, or humanistic thinking has done three things to, I could have almost said to Christianity, but um, it has done three things. And, and here's what it's done. Number one, it has created a hatred towards Christian truth. It's created a hatred towards Christian truth. I'm, I want to give you all three of these, and I want to talk about them for just a second. It, it's created a hatred towards Christian truth. Number, number two, it has created a rejection of God. I mean, they're very clear. It's all about humans. It's all about nature. It's nothing about God, nothing about deity. So it's created a rejection of God. And because it has created a rejection of God, it has created a rejection of the Bible. Is that the third? Yeah, third one. It, it has created a rejection of the Bible. So it's created a hatred toward Christian truth. And of course, where does Christian truth come from? It comes from the Bible. It has created a rejection of God and it has created a rejection of the Bible. And... Um, and, 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 it, and it, that has been how it works because they are not focused on God at all. They don't believe God plays a role. And, and so, but, but because of that, and as we see so often, we're going to see this in liberalism in a few minutes, as we see so often, it's not just accepting who they are. It becomes an animosity, a hatred, Towards who we are, and, uh, and and this is the problem in in mo- modern worldview thinking, whatever worldview it is. The problem is it's it's never just who I am; it's they want to affect who you are. So so let's go back to when um, let's go back to you know I don't know the seventies, the eighties, maybe the nineties. When, when the gay and homosexual movement was really on on the move, and uh, and what was the what was it that they always said? We we just want to be treated like everybody else. Did they want to just be treated like everybody else? No, they didn't want to just be treated like everybody else. They wanted to be put into a special class that's treated better than everybody else. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, but that was the thing. I mean, the big thing is always, you know, we just want to be treated like everybody else is treated. But that was really not the end game. And, and, and if you if you study or read people who, who have written about this and talked about this, the end game was not to be treated like everybody. They, they wanted us. They wanted spe- they wanted protective classification. See, see, why is it if I'm in a school and and somebody says I hate Christians to me? It's no big deal. But if I'm in the same school and I say, I hate this gay person, it's a hate crime. Why isn't I hate that Christian? Why isn't that a hate crime? See, that I don't have the same status that a gay or homosexual person has. Why? Because they have now, a, they have a protected status. A status that, that goes beyond. So, so we have to be careful. So in this humanistic way of thinking, if they really don't believe in God or deity at all, why should it bother them at all that we do? They think we're liars. But it doesn't matter. It shouldn't bother them. 
If they really, truly believe that God has nothing to do with mankind and, and that there is no deity that affects anything with mankind, why do you care if I believe there is? Brett. A lot of these people are like saying God approves of my deviancy. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, just, they're just remaking God in their image. Right. Well, and that's what we, we, you know, we talked about that during the, uh, the, uh, the Roman, Roman study, I believe it was, where basically, you know, and God was addressing this very issue of, of the homosexual thing, basically man creating his own image of God. That's different than what God is, but man creates his own image and worships his own image, basically. And that, and that, and that's the issue here. And, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more in liberalism in a couple minutes. So I don't want to, I don't want to, Steal that line of thinking, but uh, because I want to get there tonight. But uh, but that's really. But this is what humanism has done. It, it it is not just let me be a humanist who doesn't believe in God and you do whatever you want to do. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. So um, so and, and and listen, you you either how how can I say this kindly? If you don't believe all these modern day groups are against Christians and hate Christians, you literally have your head in the sand. I'm just saying, you are not, you do not listen to just the regular news because all you got to do is turn on, is go to Fox News' page one day and you are going to find something that has anti-Christian bias in it. Somewhere, just in the lead articles. It's there every day of the week. There is something there every day of the week because, because this is what has happened. It's, it's created a hatred towards Christian truth. Now, we talked about some of this when we first talked about some of these other worldviews as to why, why Christian truth is so hated. Well, one of the reasons Christian truth is so hated is because it makes me personally responsible, responsible for my actions. See, God doesn't cut us any slack. What I, what I do, I'm responsible for. God's given me a free will. So he's given me the choice to cho- every decision I make. There's a right decision and there's a wrong decision. And God says, you make the decision. Now, there's a consequence for both of those decisions, right or wrong. But God gives us a free will to make the decision. But then we're held accountable for the decisions we make. And, and so the problem is that, is that people don't want to be held accountable. So if they can eliminate God, if they can hate Christians, hate the Bible of Christians, reject God completely in life, then there's nobody to hold me accountable. I don't have to be accountable because there's nobody there to hold me accountable. And so that's where some of this humanistic thinking is. And so and and so that's and and really, this is what the humanistic thinking has done. Listen, I, I can remember I I can remember, you know, when I was when I was a teenager, you know, People, people, there were there were lots of people back then who did who weren't Christians and rejected God and rejected Christianity, but there was still a respect for people who went to church. There was a respect for Christians. Uh, we had we had lots of states that things weren't open on Sundays, so people could go to church. Nobody dared play a softball game during church. No, no little league group or no, you know, whatever group had their softball games during church time. Well, all that is completely changed, folks. Why? What has changed? It's the humanistic thinking. It, it's, it, it's, there's no longer, there is not a respect for Christians that there once was. It's, it's not there anymore.
You may find the occasional person that that respects a Christian in the stand that they take. But for the most part, for the most part, the world has rejected Christians, rejected the Bible and rejected God. And that's just how it is. Jim. It's more than just respecting Christians. I mean, they want to, you know, in your face, uh, just as a small anecdote, how insidious it is in, in the Navy or government uh, in general. You went from being sensitive to being tolerant. Then you had to accept it, and then you had to celebrate it. Yeah. And my my thing was, I retired from the Navy because you know I had to retire before they made homosexuality mandatory. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I got you. I understand. But no. But actually, I, you need to give me that list you just listed the order because that order is so true. It is so true. Because it is not, it's not just okay enough to, to, to accept it now. You have to celebrate it. Every, you know, every sport, every sports franchise has to celebrate, you know, uh, the LGBTQ, whatever, Pride Month. Why? Do they celebrate Easter, every, every sports club? Do they wear crosses on their jerseys, you know, at Easter time? No, it's never going to happen. But yet they have to celebrate and they're forced and they're pushed and they're coerced and they're ridiculed if they won't put the jersey on. Yeah. Apple uh, re- took Easter off of its calendar yep. until there was so much complaining back. <laughs> yeah, that was back. How many years ago was that? Because I, call, I called yeah. headquarters when that happened, yeah. which they claimed was a mistake. But it's amazing. Out of all the mistakes that could happen, it happened to be Easter was the one that got eliminated from the new Apple calendar. And uh, yeah, it came back on pretty quick, though. There was a quite a public outcry over that, and so, uh, but yeah, I, I I I made calls to headquarters during. I made more than one call, so during that time. So, but this is the result. The result is a hatred, a rejection of truth. It's and that's what it boils down to. It's a rejection of truth. It, it's it's the Bible is truth, and we're going to reject truth. Yeah. Yeah. I, absolutely not. Yeah. It, it's How just. How do you identify? Yeah. <laughs> identify as a female or a male. <laughs> Whichever one it is. <laughs> so that's. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Albie. It's we're in a war. We're right. We have the same basic thing that they got. We want people to be saved, to be Christ like. They want them to be the other way. So we're warring right. against each other in that respect. They're, they're adamant with what they're doing. Christians are a little slack at what they're doing. A lot slack. Yeah. Because they're, they're getting their way over us. Right. Because, for lack of a better term, we, we've not... We've been asleep at the wheel. <laughs> so there's a, there's a term for you. Basically, I mean, I... church wasn't as big as this room right here. And it was packed. And people would stand outside and look in the windows and stand out front. And in the middle of the room was a stove. So, I mean, you didn't have an awful lot of room for people there. Right. But it was always full. And I wonder, what happened? Yeah. What happened to these diehard Christians? And 
I said the two before, Fredericksburg is ate up with churches. If everybody in those churches all around Fredericksburg were Christians, real Christians, devout Christians, Fredericksburg would be a utopia. Yeah. But it's, but it's not going to happen. For, and a lot of that's from what we studied, studied at the very beginning of the study, where we have not passed the faith down to the generations coming behind us. We, there's been a lot of a lot of not doing the job like it should have been done. <laughs> so, yes, Brother Brad. I was going to say, following on that, that, that if you don't use their pronouns, I mean, it's like it's like you spat in their eye, like yeah. you've, you've burned down their house. I mean, it's like an automatic, you know, you are committing a hate crime. Yeah. If you're not recognizing, but but if you went into work and said, "I want to be called Christian Brett," <laughs> would would that happen? No, no, that's never going to happen. But because even though if that was your preferred thing, if your preferred thing was, "I want to be called Christian Brett," you know, that's not going to happen because because of the way the hatred goes. So let's move down to the next section um, in, in in liberalism. So, so the, uh, the book here has a quote in it that I've put the whole quote here. It says, in their openness to new ideologies, liberalism is, is about new ideologies. In their openness to new ideologies and insistence on tolerance, uh, they're willing to accept every worldview but one. Guess which one? Of God's worldview or a biblical worldview. They're, they're, the, the liberal thinking is wide open except for a biblical worldview. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They have their own gods for who would refer to sure. nature as your god or, or Muhammad or whatever. Right. But I think the real poison is Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Even ones that are accepting of God don't want to hear anything about Jesus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Now, this is going to be interesting because we want to look at the five pillars of liberalism. And, 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 and I, it's just going to be interesting because after we list them, we're going to look at a newer definition of liberalism, and then we're going to talk about the two. So let's look. What what would be considered the five pillars of liberalism? If, if you are a liberal, if you were, if you believe in a liberal point of view, what what are your what do you, what are your stances? And then I, I, want to, I want to talk about those, and then I want to talk about some additional information. So let's look at these. Number one, uh, freedom of speech. The liberal. <laughs> I'll be sorry. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna let us list these. Then we're gonna talk about the the liberal. One of their pillars is freedom of speech, except for, except for yeah. But that but that's not in their pillar, right? But that's how it works. Exactly. So we're gonna talk about that. So freedom of speech. Number two, equality of opportunity. Equality of opportunity. And I love I love number three, tolerance of others. Yeah. Um, number four, the democratic process. Well, you didn't say three. Tolerance of others. Okay. Yeah. And number, I'll read them all again in just a second. The democratic process, number four. And five, the value of discourse. Okay. So, so now let, let me read them one more time and then we'll talk about these before we even go to the next page. So freedom of speech, equality of opportunity, tolerance of others, the democratic process, and the value of discourse. Now, pre pretend tonight just for a moment that Ken Biggs is not even a Christian. Just, just pretend for a minute. I'm not a Christian. I'm not a believer. But I am a conservative. I'm not a believer. I don't believe in Jesus. But, I, but, I, but I'm a conservative. I believe in limited government. 
I, I, I believe, you know, that, that, uh, that uh, babies have value, so they shouldn't be killed in the womb. Uh, I believe in fiscal responsibility. Um, I, I'm a, I believe in the Second Amendment because I believe I have a right to protect myself. So I am a conservative. I'm not a Christian. I'm a conservative. And let's pretend, as <laughs> we're really stretching out, let's pretend I'm famous. Because <laughs> I know I'm not famous. So let's pretend I'm famous for a minute. And I have been invited to speak on a college campus tomorrow. So when I get up to speak on the college campus tomorrow, are people at the college going to respect my freedom of speech? No, no. Not a chance. Are they, are, are they going to believe in the tolerance of my viewpoint? No. Not a chance. Here's a great one. The value of discourse. Will they even have discourse with me? Without yelling, screaming, and cursing me out. No. See, what they list as the pillars of liberalism are completely faulty. Because they don't abide by them. They don't abide by their own, their own philosophy, ideology, worldview, whatever term you want to put with that. They don't follow it. They, they believe in freedom of speech unless your speech is against what they believe. Um, equity of opportunity or equality of opportunity. Listen, we all live in America. You, you can work hard and get any job you want in America. There's equality and opportunity. We have laws that protect that. We don't need new things for equality of opportunity. It's already there. Tolerance of others, well, that's just a joke. When it comes to the, to the liberal side of things, they don't tolerate anybody who doesn't walk their line. Listen, and it's not just political, folks. I mean, I, we see this very clearly in political things. But have you ever watched when Nancy Pelosi was still speaker? And, and how, have you ever watched how she directed the Democratic Party? Not a single soul would dare step out of line from what she wanted. If she stood, they stood. If she sat, they sat. If she cried, they cried. If she laughed, she, they laughed. I mean, there, are, there is absolutely no allowance for another viewpoint anywhere. Look at the couple of times, and it's only been a couple of times, that somebody in the Democratic Party broke with the party. They were practically annihilated. How dare they step out of the line of the Democratic Party and think for themselves for a moment? Would you call that a cult? <laughs> I'm not even going to start calling political parties cults tonight, but uh, but I wouldn't. It wouldn't be too far from that. But but right. I mean, have you have you? I mean, um, the the guy from West Virginia. I can't think of his name right now. Mansion. Thank you. That is step. I mean, he's a Democrat, but he has stepped a couple times outside the party. And they practically roasted that guy. And not in a fun way. <laughs> it wasn't like a joking session. I mean, they, they were, I mean, they just thought he was pure evil. Why? Because he dared to not walk the party line. Now, this is the problem in this definition. A definition, and certainly there is there is no value to them of discourse. They can say all day they value discourse, but they will not hear an opposing viewpoint. Every opposing viewpoint has to be shut down. That's what's happened on our college campuses, folks. That's why a conservative speaker has to almost run for their life sometimes on a college campus because they do not want and do not understand the value of discourse. Abby. 
They'll say, yeah, yeah, well, that's, that, that's very true. Yeah. Yeah, and everything's on their terms. Everything in that list is li- freedom of speech as long as it's not opposite of what we think. Value of discourse as long as you don't think differently than I think. So, yeah. I don't know if you heard, but uh, Riley Gaines, she was a swimmer who mm-hmm. died with Leah Thomas, the yeah. transgender man. And uh, she was speaking at campus just basically, I mean, not as a conservative, but just saying yeah. that women's sports ought to be restricted to biological women. And the people were coming out of the woodworks, and they actually kidnapped her. Yeah. And assaulted her. Yeah. And I mean that's that's far yeah. from that's tolerance. that's the value of discourse and the tolerance of others. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how it but that's how it plays out in situations like that. It's getting worse. Yeah. So now flip flip the page because so I've given you those five oh you're right, flip the page because I've given you the five and it went to the second page. Now, I found a new definition that says modern liberalism now includes issues such as same-sex marriage, transgender rights, the, the abolition of capital punishment, reproductive and other women's rights, voting rights for all adult citizens, civil rights, environmental justice, not quite sure what that means, but uh, and government protection of the right to an adequate standard of living. Okay, that's interesting. So now, here's the thing. <laughs> and, and if you want to do like I did and wade through hours of stuff, um, just type in your computer, what is liberalism? And you're going to get like a hundred different definitions. Because it's changing constantly. That's why this one was called a new definition of liberalism or the new liberalism. And it added all these things in there. You know, I may believe in freedom of speech, tolerance of others, uh, the value of discourse. I might, I might believe in, I mean, I would believe in those things. But I certainly don't believe this new definition of liberalism at all. So, with what we read in the five pillars, what I just commented on studying this, and the new definition, what issues jump out at you when it comes to liberalism, what the, I, I to me, there were some things that just kind of jumped out at me um, in, in this looking at these definitions and things. There were some things that just dumped, jumped out at me. And maybe you thought of some other ones that I haven't thought of. Uh, but um, but what are some things that jump out at you when you think of that? Maxine. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, that one, that one's just great. I, I'd love to know what document they're guaranteed the protection to adequate standard of living. I, that's not in any document I know of that our country's ever written. So I don't know where that is even coming from. Um, what? Yeah, yeah, work, yeah, yeah, work is the, work is the government protection of a right to an adequate standard of living. You work and you have a standard of living. Uh, I don't know, but, but in the overall, the whole picture, what, what jumps out at you off of the, off of these? Definitions, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So number one, I put the definition continues to change. The definition continues to change. I am a Christian. The definition of what I am never changes. 
It shouldn't change. If, yeah, it shouldn't change. I mean, I can, I can allow it to change, but it shouldn't change. But, but the definition of what is a Christian does not change biblically. When I hold a biblical worldview, a Christian is somebody who has trusted Jesus Christ, his shed blood on the cross for their sins because they needed a Savior and he was the only way to get to heaven. That's what a Christian is. That does not change. Their definition of liberalism is it, it, it's 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 like liquid. It's fluid all the time. I mean, it's constantly changing, and 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 so that that presents a problem because because how, how do I define if I'm a liberal and I define myself as a liberal? Oh, I don't even like saying that. <laughs> but if I define myself as a liberal, what definition am I defining myself? We gotta have play like a hundred questions so you can figure out what kind of liberal I am. You know, what am, am I the new definition of a liberal? Am I the old definition of a liberal? Am I some definition that's in between? That the the definition continues to change. That's number one. Now, number two, what I noted, I'll give you this one. What I noted is who gets to determine the changes that are made? If the definition is, if a liberal is this year and it's this year and it's this year and it's this year, it's this. Who 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 approved all these changes? Who who got to make all the changes? See, there's huge problems in a philosophy like this, an ideology like this, a worldview like this, because there's nobody assigned to make the changes. The whole system, the whole ideology, is just kind of in flux. And it's just moving and changing. And, and it's, it's like you, you, you wonder who gets to determine the changes that are made. I was just going to say it almost seems just a big act of defiance. It's like <laughs> a big act of yeah. yeah, it's chaotic. Yeah. That's for sure. It's, I mean, it, you know, and, and, li- and listen, this, this is what a lot of the world wants to live in. They want to live in chaos. So, yeah, Brother Brett. Against everything that's right. It goes, it goes they, they are dead set against anything that's <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so in the, in the question, who gets to determine the changes that are made? You know, I don't know who gets to determine the changes that are made in liberalism, but in a biblical worldview, anything that's set up came from God, right. and that never changes. Jesus Christ, what the same yesterday, today, and forever, yeah. folks. That ought to make you feel really good. <laughs> Because you don't have to get up tomorrow and say, do I still have a biblical worldview or did it change overnight? Did God change his mind on these key issues? Is he, is he suddenly for something he wasn't the day before? I'm scratching my head. I'm not sure. I got to get up and, and read what somebody tells me this morning to find out. No, we don't have to do that. If we have a biblical worldview, that listen, this book does not change. God has preserved His Word. It, it, it is amazing if you study the history of the Bible. Nations that try to completely eliminate this book. And God has preserved His Word down through the centuries. And most of the nations who tried to eliminate His Word saw revival as a result. Because... God's word is truth. And people recognize that there was something going on there. Number three, I, I, I'll, I'll give you the ones I put and then you can give me any more you think of. Number three, uh, and we've kind of discussed this already, but freedom of speech, tolerance and discourse, those three main ones, those three pillars, no longer apply to anyone who dissents from the recent definition. 
So, so the modern definition is same-sex marriage, transgender rights, abolition of capital punishment, reproductive and other women's rights, voting rights for all adult citizens. I thought we had voting rights for all adult citizens. Um, you know, uh, civil rights, environmental justice, I'm still not sure what that is, and government protection of the right to an adequate standard of living. Um, I'm great with all these things unless I don't agree with one of those in the modern list. So what were you going to say about environmental justice? Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of that stuff is, yeah, it, it just, uh, don't, don't even get me started on, on environmental stuff. We'll be here another night. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, okay. Um, so, so that's the third one I put. It's freedom of speech, tolerance, and discourse no longer apply to anyone who dissents from the most recent definition. And then number, uh, number four, and, and, and this kind of goes back to number two, who, who gets to determine the changes? There is no, standard to measure behavior against. There is no standard. What, what standard does the liberal have? What, what list does he have? What book does he have? What is the standard of list? Show me the standard so I can see if I want to measure up to it. There is no standard. Now, we have a standard. Right here. And we are supposed to measure our life against this standard. God's word is a plumb line in our life to see if we stay true to it, not if it changes to our whims. I see that. I see what's going on here. They're moving it to more exceedingly wicked stuff. Yeah. Over time. Oh, sure. Where is free fall? Oh, yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. So the definition that we... Yeah. This definition will probably be no good. You know, in two weeks, it'll probably even have more junk in it you know it's not there now but we have a standard we have we have the and, and so everything that is in our definition of a biblical worldview can be measured against something Amen. why 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 do i believe that a baby in a womb is a living being this book tells me that babies are fearfully and wonderfully made by God, and they're created in His, His image. So that's my standard. My, my, I don't, I don't ever have to think about is is a baby in the womb really a baby? Should should we save them all? Should we not? I don't ever, have to, I don't ever have to have that. I don't ever have to think through that at all. I don't need to think through it because the standard has been established by God. Yes. Satan is always framing the, the discussion. I mean, years ago, decades ago, he was saying. Get your laws off my body. Right. About women and, right. and her reproductive rights. Right. Uh, it's it, he's always framing the argument to be skewed away from the truth and skewed away from right from anything that's right. Well, sure, sure. I, I take like take like voter rights. Now we have laws in our country, folks. If you're a citizen and you have not gotten yourself into legal jeopardy where you're in jail or for some weird reason. You were in jail. Now you're out. Whatever. You, but you're not. You lose that right to vote because of what you did. But we we have we have a right to vote. I have a right to vote. Brett has a right to vote. Joyce has a right to vote. Maxine has a right. We all have a right to vote. But their part of their part of their ideology is voting rights for all adult citizens. So some of it doesn't even make sense because it's already in play and there's already laws to protect it. 
voting yeah. two weeks after. Yeah. Voting by mail. Yeah. Voting by phone. I think in California now you can print out your own ballots, that kind of nonsense. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's just changing yeah. what the vote is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so so these are the issues that jump out at me. The definition continues to change. Who gets to determine the changes that are made? Freedom of speech, tolerance, and discourse no longer apply to anyone who dissents from the most recent definition, and there is no standard to measure behavior against. I, I am certainly glad, I'm certainly glad um, that we have a standard, and it's a standard that doesn't change. Because, because, man, life would be very confusing if the standard was constantly changing. But we, our standard doesn't change. So, that's uh, we're almost out of time. Let me hit these last two because they've been on the sheet like for four different weeks. So let me let me go ahead and hit those today. Um, so in, in in talking about the world rejecting Jesus Christ, rejecting God, rejecting truth, rejecting the Bible, um, as believers, we see something different. Uh, so number one here, Jesus is. Uh, let's look at First Peter chapter two and verse seven. It says, unto you, therefore, which believe he is what? Precious, precious. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. While the humanist rejects Jesus Christ, rejects God. To us that believe he's precious, Amen. he's precious. And then Romans nine thirty three. Just one final thought for tonight. Romans 9.33. The believer should not be ashamed. Should not be ashamed. Notice what it says in, in Romans uh, chapter 9 and verse 33. It says, As it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling block, a rock of offense, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Listen, folks. The world hates Jesus. The world rejects Jesus. The world rejects God. The world rejects God's word. The world rejects truth. But as believers, Jesus Christ is precious to us. Why? Because he is the only way to heaven. And for us as believers, he paid the price. He paid the price for me, not when I was beautiful and everything was going right in my life. He paid the price for me when I was broken. It, it, it'd be like it'd be like somebody going into a store and they find the item that's beat to death the most and broken up and say, that's the one I want to buy. We would think that's ridiculous, right? But that's basically what Jesus Christ did. So to us, he's precious. He bought us with his blood in the condition we were in. And because of that, we must not be ashamed. Listen, it, it is hard sometimes to stand for what you believe. And I don't want to be end on a negative note, but folks, it's only going to get harder. <laughs> I'm just telling you, it's only going to get harder. Just Jim. a point when we talk about Christians going to change, but we have to look at certain leaders like the liberalism in Christian, some Christian denominations and also people that say that, you know, Pelosi says she's a Christian. Yeah. But yeah, she's going to kill babies. Right. But the, the point is, is... Very anti-semantics. Yeah. Just like equal opportunity is now equity. Right. You know, it's a big difference. Yeah. But the other important thing is uh, to talk about leaders. We see Bill Clinton carrying the Bible 
with Obama, where, you know, when you talk about the New Testament, where Romans 1 talks about homosexuality, he said, and I quote, Romans is an obscure and outdated book for today's society. <laughs> he must not say after our study in the book of Romans, because it's anything but outdated. Yeah. Yeah. Therefore, to, to him, it's gospel. Yeah. So you have that yeah. element. And actually, we're going to look at, we don't have time this week. Next week, we're going to look at um, uh, what happened in church up in Canada, uh, or just uh, a uh, denominational church, denomination church up in Canada. What happened in this area of liberalism? We'll look at that next week. I've, I've tried to get to that for two weeks. I haven't made it there. So, But we did finish tonight's sheet, so that's that's good news. So, uh, yes, Maxine. Okay, I heard that, so that's the first time hearing of it. Okay, yeah. Okay, well, we'll pray for him as we close out then. Lord, thank you for this day, for your blessings. Lord, thank you for the time we have to study together. And, and Lord, I pray as we work our way through the study that, Lord, if nothing else, as we work our way through this, I pray that we would become firm in our biblical worldview, Lord, that we would understand what we believe, why we believe it, and that we cannot move to the left or to the right, Lord. Just pray that we would be steadfast in that. Lord, pray to be a Brian. Not sure what's going on with the eye right now and what the whole story is there. But, Lord, we just pray wisdom. Give the doctors wisdom as they deal with that situation. And we pray that things would continue to improve with his, with his vision in that eye. And, Lord, we ask all these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Brett, this one might have, it went out. I don't know if it quit recording. The little one went the whole time, but the other one just went to a blank screen, and when I open it, it just looks like that. Oh, okay. So I don't know if it stopped recording or if it's still It's recording. still going. Oh, tell by that one. Oh, okay. Perfect.